Homicide, 1911, the case of 25-year-old Amelia Jane Horn. Amelia Horn was convicted of the manslaughter of her 12-week-old child, Walter John Horn. She poisoned him with laudanum. Amelia Horn went to Needham's Limited, a chemist in Newington Butts, with Walter Horn in her arms on the 30th of August 1911, and asked for six pennyworth of laudanum, which is about an ounce and a half. The chemist that served her said that he didn't recognise Amelia Horn as the woman that he had served. He said that he supplied the laudanum in a bottle, which was produced in court, and noted that it had the word poison on it, and that on the back it said, not to be taken. The chemist said that the woman told her that she wanted it for a neighbour, and said that he told her that the proper dose internally was not more than five drops. The chemist said that there was no direction on the bottle as to dose, and that he always relied on verbal statements as to the dose. He said there would have been enough in the bottle to kill three or four people, and said that they sold a considerable quantity of it, as it was a household remedy for diarrhoea and vomiting. He said that it was a poison that didn't need to be entered into the poisons book. Amelia Horn lived 18 Hale Street in Lambeth on the second floor. A woman that also lived in the house said that she was on friendly terms with both Amelia Horn and her husband, saw a great deal of her. The woman said that she saw Amelia Horn go out with Walter Horn on the morning of the 30th of August 1911 between 11am and 12 noon. She said that she next saw Amelia Horn that evening at about 7.10pm when she went to her room. She said that Amelia Horn was semi-conscious on the bed with Walter Horn who was unconscious. She said that she then saw the empty laudanum bottle on the table in the room that contained laudanum and a glass and spoon by it. The woman said that she then took Walter Horn away from Amelia Horn and tried to rouse her, but Amelia Horn only murmured, They have taken my baby away from me. She said then that a doctor arrived and that she accompanied Amelia Horn and Walter Horn to St Thomas's Hospital. The doctor that was called out said that when he arrived at 18 Hale Street at about 7.30pm, he found Amelia Horn on the bed dressed and half unconscious and Walter Horn in the other woman's lap in a comatose state. He said that Walter Horn died soon after admission to the hospital. The doctor said that when he asked Amelia Horn how much she had given her baby, Amelia Horn said, three teaspoons full, and I took the rest. The doctor added that she told him that she had got the laudanum from Needham's in Newington Butts. In court, the doctor noted that whenever he prescribed laudanum, he always saw the explicit instructions as to the dose were on the bottle noting that he didn't think that it was safe merely to ask the person whether the laudanum was for themselves or for someone else. The doctor also noted that Amelia Horn didn't seem very well in health and said that he had heard that she had had trouble with parasites in her hair during confinement. A house physician at St Thomas's Hospital said that Walter Horn was brought into the hospital at about 8pm on the 30th of August 1911 in a comatose state and said that he formed the opinion that he was suffering from opium poisoning and washed out his stomach. He said the Walter Horn was then given stimulants and artificial respiration, but died at 10.30pm. He said that after carrying out a post-mortem, he concluded that Walter Horn died from opium poisoning. When Amelia Horn was arrested and cautioned for the murder of Walter Horn on the 31st of August 1911, after she was discharged from the hospital, she said, Oh, do not say my baby is dead. Oh my God, what did I do? I did not mean to kill him.
The coroner's inquest returned a verdict of accidental death, but Amelia Jane had already been charged with murder by the police. At the trial, when the judge summed up, he said, This case came before the jury in an extremely unsatisfactory way, because it was idle to shut one's eyes to the fact that one of the possible or probable inferences to be drawn from the facts was that the woman meant to kill the child and herself, but that at the time, it was just after her confinement, she was not in a state of health to appreciate what she was doing. They could have been investigated on the bill for murder, but the grand jury had stopped that by taking it upon themselves to settle what crime she should be charged with. I desire to say very earnestly that juries must not allow their sympathies to interfere with their giving true answers to the question of fact. I had at these sessions to try a list of four cases where young babies had been killed immediately after birth. If it once got about that all a mother had to do in such a case was go to the sympathy of the jury, and the jury to find that death was accidental, there would be a very large number of young babies killed immediately after birth in order to get them out of the way. The jury's business was to answer questions of fact according to the facts, and not according to their sympathies. They must do him the justice to believe that, although a judge had got on a red robe and a wig, he was a man with exactly the same feelings and sympathies as themselves. The jury then returned a verdict of guilty, but not responsible for her actions at the time. However, the judge then pointed out that as the verdict stood, it would have the effect of sending Amelia Horn to a criminal lunatic asylum, and said that he did not think that the jury intended that consequence. The jury then found Amelia Horn guilty, with a strong recommendation to mercy, and she was sentenced to five days imprisonment, which entitled her to be immediately discharged.